Texas with my new fabulous friend, Anshal Bhatia. And she is with Sydenham Clinic. She is not only with them, she founded it and is CEO. So we're going to give her hashtag girl boss. And amazing, stylish woman. She has taken an incredible journey, not just as an entrepreneur, but she also is educated as a psychologist. But she's really passionate about a patient's journey of health. And together with a group of amazing people, she created her first of many clinics in our town, Houston, Texas. It's in River Oaks. It is absolutely stunningly beautiful. And I'm excited to tell everybody we'll be hosting a event there on January 14th. Um, It will be open to our listeners and our VIP guests from one to four, and we'll be sharing more about the clinic. But thank you so much for being here and looking so fabulous on this Thursday morning. Thank you, Donne. I feel you've come into my life for a purpose, and I'm so blessed to have you as a friend. I'm excited about having a deep, meaningful conversation. I'm all about intensity. And thank you for inviting me to do what I love doing. Well, I met you through our first podcast guest, my cousin, John Cangelosi. And he started working with you guys on your COVID testing analysis. Mm -hmm. And you guys have just jumped into helping people with their health there. And I think now more than ever, we're all really focused on health. And we've had a few other doctors on our show that I appreciate their journey and where they've been and trust and respect them. But I found yours to be a really interesting way of looking at it. Um, Oddly, my um, dermatologist who does my Botox plastic surgery, although I haven't hired him for that yet, Dr. Yalam and Chili really talks to people about what they're feeling on the inside and doesn't just focus on the outside. And I think your whole approach to medicine is that. It's this holistic way you have turned to Sidham. How did you pick that name for the clinic? And tell us how you came about to create this amazing vision. Thank you. That's like many questions in one question. But I will start with the name, Sidham Clinic. Uh Uh-huh. And when we picked the name, it was a funny story. My son, we, for one year, you know, we wanted to teach him hardcore life. Uh-huh. So our version of adversity was sending him to public school. <laughs> and we sent him to DeBakey High School, which is like a high school for baby physicians. And we were looking for a name and we wanted somebody, you know, from medicine, a historical figure, because I really didn't want to name it Bhatia Clinic. Yes. And... He ha- there was a whole list, and Despo and me are looking at his homework list of that he had to learn up famous people in history. And there was this one name that I was drawn to in that list, and his name was Thomas Sidnam, and I googled him a little bit, and I found out he's the father of English medicine. For two centuries, his textbook was the standard textbook of medicine. And how come none of us know us? He's, you know, we just know Hippocrates, and we, we forgot him. For two centuries, he was such an important physician. But what struck me about him was he was the first physician who said that for chronic diseases, the patient also has to play a role. So for me, that translated into the patient has to also be the CEO of his health. 
Yes. And then the name of your book. Yes. And that and that your doctor is not God because before that they thought like mm-hmm. it's like a you know voodoo spirit that comes in and causes diseases and you know there was a lot of mystery around what causes disease and he also spoke about the importance of keeping meticulous medical records mm-hmm. and that's something that we are very big on you know it it all starts with data so those were the two reasons why he you know he jumped out at uh, me as somebody i think who was an unsung hero and people need to remember that name Well, and that's what I'm going to be embarking upon and sharing uh with all of my followers on Instagram and our listeners is your way of looking at someone's whole medical life, putting all of the information together mm-hmm. and really getting a clear analysis of where they are, why they're there. I'm a uh, perimenopausal. I've also struggled with migraines so I have an assortment of drugs I take at night to sleep um before I go to bed and you have a more holistic approach and are looking at sometimes one drug fixes something but it's another thing's problem and you look at diet and wellness and all of it so sort of share what you do with your clients that come in and how you look at their overall health sure and You're not alone, Donny. All of us go through this phase, especially women. You know, after 40, you just become more conscious of health, and you're, you know, you're struck by a lot of things that perimenopause brings along, and then you have menopause, and then you have the challenges of hormones, uh, and that's how it begins. And you know, the problem that we were trying to fix through Sydenham Clinic is the healthcare system, according to me, is broken. Mm-hmm. and it's a systemic problem so how could we be constructive and support that system so we're not coming here to rubbish it all we're like okay what can we create so we've created a whole category in healthcare which is called private health management we are your family office for health we represent you and we help you navigate the world of healthcare not just sickness and illness because i call it like flying private and flying commercial same way commercial health and private health and when you look at private health it's more holistic it's continuous if you look at commercial health it's boiled down to 7 minute medicine or even if you have a concierge physician you mostly contact your concierge physician for sickness when you're sick or once a year you'll go get an executive health checkup and that's not the approach we follow we're like health is evolving and you need to have a relationship with your physician that is proactive that's preventive and integrative so we have two programs at our clinic one is if you want our team to be your family office and you want uh our doctors to be your concierge doctor or if you just want to optimize your health and you want to go through all the testing and get all the recommendations so our approach is identify the root cause Why do you have migraine? Mm-hmm. Why is it that you have trouble with sleeping? And let's fix the root cause and not just suppress the symptom and give you a pill and send you back. So we take we take advantage of cutting edge modern medicine which is missing in commercial healthcare because there's a 17 year gap from the time something gets discovered and proved that wow this is effective 
till the time we get it through mainstream healthcare, it's 17 years too late. So what we're doing at Sydenham Clinic is I call it giving you 2037 medicine today, yet we take into account ancient wisdom, we take into account mental health, emotional health, because 70 to 90% of all diseases are caused because of stress and lifestyle. So the cure lies there. And COVID is certainly stressful. It has wreaked havoc on so many families, emotionally, physically, with loss. Um, You are also looking at how you can monitor someone's health throughout the day and their sleep. Mm -hmm. And by wearing a ring, you can even see when someone's immune system is down and have them come in and help them know what vitamins to take, which in the end could prevent them from even catching things. It's more proactive than reactive. Tell us a little bit about that journey. That's what I'm most excited about. Well, I'm fascinated by the Aura Ring. When we looked around for different variables that we wanted to incorporate, so every Mm -hmm. single member at the clinic gets an Aura Ring. And it measures your heart rate variability. It measures your body temperature. And the Aura Ring gives you an alert that you're coming down with something or your heart rate was too elevated, your body temperature is not normal. And we pick up on those cues and we don't let those cues slide. So you can pick up your phone and talk to your physician and say, listen, my Aura is telling me this. What do you think is going on? And we'll work with it. Now, supplements. Supplements are pills too. Your liver is processing them. I know people who are just going crazy popping supplements. And that can cause you harm. It's a pill at the end of the day. So our approach at Sydney Clinic is not to just put, we don't sell supplements. That's the first thing we did. We don't make money selling supplements. So we have no financial incentive to sell you supplements. We have no financial incentive to do a particular test because we're not selling tests. We're, we're looking at you. It's a flat program at a flat fee for everyone. So we've taken that financial incentive away. We don't get paid by any other doctors or any other hospitals. So if we refer you somewhere, we truly represent the patient. So now that we represent the patient, let's do what's right for the client. We, do, we start with the genomic testing. And what supplements you need first gets determined from that baseline, what you're high risk for. And if you have two copies of a certain gene which make you at risk for cardiac disease or a cardiac arrest, they'll put you on vitamin K2. Now, everybody doesn't need the same vitamin. It's, it's a pill. You've got to be mindful of what supplements you're taking. So the genomic results. And then we test your gut. We test your hormones. And based on all those results, you get a supplement regime. But our also goal is to get you off the supplements if we can and to enable a lifestyle that helps you achieve all your health goals. I have always felt that my family and my heritage is such a part of my journey and what defines me. And I've looked at the Italian lifestyle and I found it, la dolce vita, it means living the sweet life and slowing down. And we as Americans don't slow down. We're in this hurry, hurry, hurry mindset and everything is so fast. And maybe to me, that was the biggest blessing of COVID. I know blessing COVID, that doesn't seem to connect. But uh, you took it a step farther, and you introduced me to two amazing philosophies I didn't know about. One is blue zones, and I'm most drawn to 
the area of Sardinia. Yes. My family is actually of Sicilian um, heritage, but Sardinia, and they're about family and time together and connection and exercise. Some of them are farmers, so they're walking around and they're sheep herders. And so tell us a little bit about what a blue zone is and how that journey to of our family heritage affects us. The Blue Zones is something that the Sydenham Clinic is truly inspired by. And what we've done is, at the clinic, we've taken that inspiration and we've manifested it through naming our rooms after the different Blue Zones and after some of the Blue Zone factors. Um, the Blue Zones is a study that was started by the National Geographic. It was a research project and the result of that study, and Dan Butner was one of the lead researchers, you know, conducting that study, was what is it that's common with these different blue zones, whether it's Okinawa in Japan, Sardinia in Italy, uh, it's Costa Rica, it's Nicoya in Costa Rica, Ikaria in Greece, or Loma Linda in California. What is it that's common? What can we learn from these different blue zones and apply to our lives so that we not only live longer, but happier and healthier lives? Yes, because in these areas, there's a larger population of centenarians, people who live to be 100 years old. Absolutely. And that's why and it was called the Blue Zones because of Sardinia. Oh. Because that was the first Blue Zone they discovered. Interesting. And they thought that they found that the men there live to be 100 years. So the blue dot and like they just put a blue dot uh, on that area on the board and then they just called it the Blue Zones. Interesting. So it is so much about family, which I think yes. is true of a lot of cultures. We as Americans move, are moving away from that, it seems. Maybe COVID will bring that back to us. Uh, but you are so connected to your family. We've had opportunities to move to other cities, and we haven't because we want to be close to my parents. I'm close to my cousins. I mean, John is how I met you. Um, it's it's a part of our life. But in these blue zones, they even eat together. They live together. They share stories together. But they also share food together. And it's about the food that they ate. And I noticed that culturally it's interesting to look at what different cultures eat. I mean, you yes. being Indian, yes. were there foods that you ate culturally that weren't good for you and your particular body type? Or did you embrace that? And how does that work with blue zones. So, you know, I come from the land of the Kama Sutra and Ayurveda. So, of course, we have many, many, many cultural things that we've inherited. Mm -hmm. uh, you spoke about family first. And I think that's one gift that we have as Indians, mm -hmm. which is fabulous because we continue to live in joint families. Yes. We live multi-generational. So if Karan had a brother, we would live in the same house and there would be three women running one kitchen. Wow. and one household mm -hmm. and so we live with my mother-in-law and in Houston I also have my grandmother and my mother so we have four generations and the way we live is is this multi-generational living is what is beautiful mm -hmm. because the kids learn different things from a different generation and they learn respect they learn how to uh, how to put things in perspective from different lenses, and that's beautiful. Coming to food, you know, there is something to be said about what your ancestors ate and mm -hmm. what, what your DNA has gotten used to over different generations. 
Um, but the Indian diet currently has steered away from our ancestral diet. You know, Indians always ate fresh. We eat sattvic, which is simple food that is calming to you. Um, wow. and, and modern Indians have sort of moved away. We always believed in a plant-based diet. Uh, you know, modern Indians have moved away and that therefore the, re the result is there's a lot of diabetes and metabolic disease in India today. But traditionally, if you go back to Ayurveda, you're supposed to eat according to your body type. Mm -hmm. You know, whether you're Vata, you're Pitta, you know, there, there's a dominant body type. Uh, and you eat according to your body type. So it's a huge, deep subject to go into. But yes, cultures do affect uh, lifestyle. My brain's exploding with so many different things that we can talk about there. Uh, but I do want to move forward and talk about the way you look at lifestyle. You shared with me a process that you went through that even helps you in identifying what your tasks are for the week down to your tasks for the day. Mm -hmm. I just attended a private event that you had at the Sydenham Clinic about vision boards. And I'm really looking at that. And I've mentioned to all of you that I'm doing research on purpose, connection, commitment, and there's all these things that keep appearing. And those things were on your vision board too. It was family and friends and connection and purpose. And so I keep finding these consistencies. It's like the more you look at different religions, you see that they're all yeah. kind of intertwined. The thoughts are all the same. It might be a different way that's packaged. But tell us sort of how you've, I mean, you've reached amazing goals in your life. You've been through the Tony Robbins yeah. classes. You have met uh, amazing spiritual leaders. You showed a picture of Dalai Lama. The, the Dalai Lama name, yes. that you met and gave him your book. And... Uh, so how do you sort of manage and manifest the success in your life? And how do you look at achieving purpose, especially during COVID? So many people are missing this feeling of purpose and connection in life. So I don't know where to start. You've asked such beautiful questions, Donnie. And I agree with you. Life is by choice, mm -hmm. not by chance. And COVID has tested us to the limits. It really, COVID has been a test at multiple levels for all of us. It's been a test on marriages. It's been a test on your commitment to your body, your exercise. Do you start drinking too much? What goes out? It's been a test on families. It's, it, it's really tested us on many fronts. And I've lost people during COVID. I know people who, who've taken their lives and it, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking to see what, what COVID is doing to us, and I hope it comes to an end. But the way I handled it was, firstly, I was in the middle of starting my business. I was in the middle. Ugh. We hired our team 1st of March, mm -hmm. and 7th or 8th, we go under lockdown. So to get a team to function on, you know, on an pl online platform, was a huge challenge. Forget like transitioning an existing team to get a team to develop company culture. That was a huge task. So I, I didn't have time to process COVID in the beginning. I mm -hmm. just jumped into action. And uh, for, with regards to COVID, I, I early on, I took on a stand that yes, I'm high risk because I have lung disease. My lungs only function 60%. So if I get COVID, it, I'm technically, you know, very, very high risk. I shouldn't make it. But instead of living in fear, 
I said, I'm going to do whatever it takes to take precautions. And I do all the precautions. I stopped my social life. I started buying groceries online. But I never stopped going to work. We all social distance at work and we wore masks. And so far, I've survived. And I took on a spiritual stand as well to help me through dealing with COVID that, look, I'm here on this earth for a purpose. And if God needs me for that purpose, I'm going to make it through COVID. And if I'm done, I'm done. So if I get COVID, it's my karma and I will get COVID. So that helped me at an emotional, spiritual you level. You took away the fear. Yes. And I'm, I'm And the not, worry. Yes. That's the part that's bringing so many people down. It lowers your immunity. For sure. If you're living in fear, you're a better host for COVID. You're like, come, beat me up. So you inspire your team to keep going, to move through. You change the way that you're looking at it, and you are working with this. Tell me what the name of this book is. Or the Life this, Book? The Life Book. Yes, my format, my yes. tool. So Life Book came into my life in 2019. And I'll just back up on the different tools I've used over the years mm -hmm. to live a more conscious and purposeful life. Mm-hmm. And it started off with me making a list of the hundred things I want to do in my life. And uh. it's so hard to make a list of hundred things. You'll be like exhausted at like 30 yes. or 40 <laughs> or 50. Uh, and then I progressed on to a fabulous exercise where I wrote down what I want my life to be in my 90s. I have oh, a whole list. Like I have a, I have a right. journal where I wrote down what my life is in my 90s, what my life will be in my 80s, my 70s, my 60s. 50s, I broke up into, you know, 45 to 50. And then I was 39 when I did this. So it was 39 to 41, and I did, like, three-year increments. And the following year, I started making, like, every 1st of Jan, I get excited about New Year resolutions. Yes. And I would make my goals in a mm -hmm. few different categories. What are my emotional goals for this year? What are my spiritual goals for this year? What are my materialistic goals for this year? What do I want to acquire? What do I want to gain financially? Uh, what are my goals for my family? And then what are my goals for each company and my not-for-profit? And each member of my family. Uh, so I tried that format for one or two years. And when I moved here, I moved here in 2016, December. So 2017 was one year where I didn't know what hit me. I was like, what did I just do? Why did I take and this you moved huge from India from India by choice to just make my dream come true? Because I just wanted to take that concept of Texas Medical Concierge to fruition and, and develop it into something. And Sydney Clinic is that fruition for me. And I want to say your family has an extremely successful business in India. Absolutely. You you provide oxygen and cylinders and a lot of stuff in the medical and industrial gases space. To half of India? Well, northern India, we were the largest suppliers of anesthesia, which is like nitrous oxide, one of the gases. But you're absolutely right. I came from a very comfortable life. To follow your purpose. And to I follow didn't, your dream. I didn't need to go through this hardship. I just didn't need it in my life. But you chose to do it because yeah. it really mattered to you I'm and driven by growth and so how did you 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 moved here and then you wrote it all down or you had a vision before you came so 2017 was my year of 
crumbling. Ah. I got alopecia areata. I had this big a ball patch here. I had ball patches here, ball patches here. I was completely Stress. broken. I believe all diseases are repressed emotions. Wow. And I've had instances in the past when I've gone and healed myself, but the journey starts with finding out the cause. Where is that emotional block? What is that core emotion that's breaking you? And dealing with that, working through it, which is hard, it's painful. Mm -hmm. Work through all of that, came out of that, and then I made a vision board for 2018. And in the center of my vision board, I wrote, I need to reprogram my mind for success. And it was my sister's, I think, 40th birthday. I was in New York and I met a friend and I was just telling her about this and she's like, you need to go to Tony Robbins. I'm like, mm -hmm. I think that's it. I need to do something. And for me, that was a big step. That year in August, it was my son's birthday. And for me to leave my son and go and do a personal development program seems so selfish, especially from yes. an Indian background. Like, Oh my yes, God. you have to commit to the family, and the yes. family's the most important. And we're second after the, sure. our husband, third, fourth, maybe the dog's even ahead of us. <laughs> oh, <laughs> little Chloe, she's a princess in our house. So I had such a hard time convincing my mother-in-law and my two sons. Oh, yes, because I said, you're coming to Vegas guilt. with yes. me. Yes. So they came to Vegas with me. Oh, my. And I'm like, I'll do Tony Robbins all day, and I'll meet you for dinner every night. <laughs> and I didn't know that Tony keeps you up from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. But it was transformational. Those five days truly reprogrammed my mind for success. We watched his Netflix. I highly encourage everyone to watch the Netflix show. I love Tony. And I even Rob says he wants to go to one of his live when he does them again. Yeah. No, he, he is. He's phenomenal. He's all heart. He, he's truly authentic. He's so authentic. He's truly he authentic. He seems really genuine in yeah. his journey. Yeah. Okay, so you come back from Tony Robbins. Right. And I've done the vision board 2018. Mm -hmm. Now, December 2019, I'm dabbling with the vision board because everything on my vision board hasn't really come true yet because we always overestimate what we can do in a year, but we underestimate what we can do in five to ten years. Oh. So I'm like, okay, leave that vision board there. I'm not going to change my vision. I still want to achieve all that. But I need a different tool. And I stumble upon this tool called Lifebook. It's on an app called Mind Valley by Vishen Lakhani. He's fabulous, uh, the kind of stuff he does. Mind Valley. Mind Valley. Okay. And John and Missy Butcher were the couple that I was looking for because Somewhere the world told me, oh, Anshul, you're a dreamer. You just fly high. All this doesn't come true. Mm -hmm. And then I found John and Missy Butcher, the ideal couple that can make it happen. And the beauty is they say now is the era of the couple. Oh, wow. I love that. And, and if Shout out to Rob. Yes, we're missing <laughs> you and Karan. Yes. <laughs> and... That's what was making it seem so magical. And I always believed in yin and yang, shiv and shakti, masculine, feminine, coming together and creating yes. something magical. And they have this whole format called Lifebook. And at that point, it, they were offering it free. I mean, you could do it for one year and take mm -hmm. your money back. Mm -hmm. And maybe they still do it. So they divide life into 12 categories, mm -hmm. which starts with health and fitness. It mm -hmm. goes to your emotional life, your character, your social life, parenting, mm -hmm. 
career, finance, quality of life, life vision, and, and you know they they bring it all together in the end, mm -hmm. and you make a synopsis of what you want your life vision to be, and then you jump into something called life book mastery, where you take each category and you master it each month. So January is health and fitness month, but the bottom line is execution. In in the whole life book format, ultimately they bring it down to your daily habits. We are our habits, and how do you distill it down to your daily habits? So I have an acronym for my daily habits, and it it's a result of my life vision and um, from the life book format. And my acronym is. Mel's Rund, so M is meditation, and every day I sit in my journal and I and I do a checklist. Did I, did I get a take on each one of them? And sometimes I don't. That's fine. So meditation, exercise, love, reflection, which is journaling, sleep, study, uh, unwind, nutrition, and dress for success. I love the dress for success. Of course. Why <laughs> you not? are, girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. I think that, and my saying is, whenever I have a rough day, I always dress, overdress, and make myself happy, and it changes my mood because, and I think um, we were talking about that before. We were talking about a really serious subject, and you're like, do we need to put music on to change the mood? Again, it's back to choice, and I yeah. see so many people that are allowing COVID to make them feel like they're depressed and they can't wait till it's over. And I'm telling you, I have been through, I feel like I was broken this year, completely broken, and I have rebuilt and I have more joy in my life today and the stronger relationships with everyone in my life, my family, my brother, my sister-in-law, my husband, Bella, like I... Friends, I feel the closest and the most loved I've ever felt. And I think that's incredible in the midst of adversity. But so much of what I'm reading about, Eckhart Tolle, the Bible, like um, Joyce Meyer, my Brett Trepolino, who we've had on, so many people, that you choose it. You choose joy. You choose that life, and you let go of the pain. So every day if you're looking at that, and right now we're working 9 to 6, so I cut out my yoga and I'm feeling it. And I, it's not, you're, you're reminding me, I'm not helping the journey by saying that's not important. I have to find a place for it, even if it's getting up. But I do believe sleep's a big thing. My friends make fun of me because I go to bed at 9.30. But like, I'm an eight hour girl, Rob's six. Like everybody's different, but you have to pick what fuels you the most. Absolutely, and you're quite an inspiration, Donnie. You truly are. Well, you are. Uh, you'd ask Bella Cremos to that, and she would call me other words. But, <laughs> oh. but she's 13, and I love her, and we're embracing all of that. So um, tell us a little bit about um, how you commit to that, because I feel like New Year's resolutions are broken. I don't even know the percentage. I didn't look it up. But, like, by February, I think only – three out mm -hmm. of ten are still doing what they right. commit. Yeah. I mean, to me, I feel like the way I can commit is I can see it further out. Right. 
I think that's such a big part of it is it's not just about this moment because I think so many people get caught up in what feels good. And I did it last night. I had a bad day. Yeah. And I might have had 10 to 12 candy kisses instead of two. <laughs> well, we're human. But the way I commit to it is purpose. Why do I want that to be my New Year resolution? Why is, important, why is it important to me? How does it relate to my core values? How does it relate to my core beliefs? How does that relate to my life vision? And if I achieve, and they talk, talk about this in Lifebook, that figure out that one overarching big goal and use it as a leverage goal because if you achieve that one goal you'll achieve four or five other baby goals yeah and it's it's that life book format that helps me distill it down so it's way more than a resolution because you're tied into it because the why behind that reason is something you feel so strongly and i'm like you donna i exercise was the only thing that i dropped because that was self-care. And I needed to take care of my new employees. I needed to take care yep. of my new... I mean, a company's like a baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I needed... It was like birthing a baby. I went into maternal mode that I need to get this baby off the ground. Mm-hmm. And I took a backseat. My own health took a backseat. I stopped exercising. But on Thanksgiving, I took a decision that I'm not going to drink alcohol till I lose my weight that I put on during covid I remember you saying yeah. that. Because oh, we were drinking. I'm not ready for that yet. But but I think it's a journey. I think you have to be realistic. And the other word I've really used, learned this year to incorporate into my life is grace. Yeah. I mean, you just said it in the way that you're only human. Is we have to give ourselves grace. And we have to give everyone in our lives that are our tribe, our people, yeah. our inner circle. We have to give them so much grace. Because yeah. it's just so hard right now it's so hard that's why i put that love out there i love that and love love for ourselves love for our family love for humanity you know and grace comes from love love for god love for your faith yes and self-love yes that's what i'm really working on with my teenager i think it's a really exceptionally hard time we have a bible study group and we talk about our kids. Our kids are just really struggling with self-love right now in the midst of so many challenges. It's so much for the young ones to take all of this on. Uh, you're a mother. Is there some inspiration you can give for that? I have two boys, uh, 22 mm-hmm. and 16. And yes, it's been hard, but we took a decision to send my son back to school for that very reason. Mm-hmm. He was homeschooling for a while, and sometimes we let family take a bigger decision because there was, a, a, you know, one month where my grandmother, when his grandmother was coming from India, and she didn't want to be exposed. So for one month, he went to homeschooling because he's like, okay, I choose daddy over myself. I love that. And, but now he's gone back to going to school. He's gone back to playing soccer. And we took that decision for me. I said, I don't want to rob him of his childhood and his high school years. He has one year left before he goes to college. So it takes a toll on you. I don't think kids can hack this homeschooling business. It's, it's hard. Connection is a huge part of Blue Zones and about living yes. a long life. It fills a void that so many other things. And, and it, connecting to others, doesn't yes. it take eight years off your life? Or It's faith. So in Blue Zones, yes. faith Talk is important. About, yes. Family is important. Mm-hmm. Love and connection is important. And 
of course the plant based diet the unwinding the downshifting they have a very fun factor so you don't need to give up alcohol like me is wine at 5 especially I in sardinia they have the canau wine uh and they attribute you know a glass of wine every day but it's it's what that glass of wine is doing for you it's helping you interact with your friends connect with people socially and just unwind and de-stress a little bit well we do have wine at night and we've kind of we've also gotten into this deep um netflix or hbo max or whatever and we sit on the couch and for so long i would just come home and i'd work and we'd watch the news and it just wasn't calming me it wasn't letting my mind escape i was thinking more it created more worry so we need to and so at about 8:00 cuz i also do intermittent fasting so i try to eat from 12 to 8 we switch to hot tea and then i use my little um peppermint creamer in it and so we have a cut off and we normally go upstairs to go to bed about 9:30 and lights out at 10. And so for us it's become a good system and I find that I didn't even know the value of that and yes. how much peace it brought me because I was on this wheel of I went out three nights to charity events because I believe in the community and I believe in helping and for those who are given much much is expected but I'm making a commitment commitment to 2020 that my family and Bella in particular being a freshman in high school is the biggest priority or going to be next year is the biggest priority in my life. And I'm going to be home and I'm going to be available and I'm going to be emotionally available. And so I say to all you moms out there and dads that maybe you look at what the goal what I want financial success. I want my business to be successful. I want to reply to every client that texts yes. me, sends me a DM. I feel that connection that I want to honor those relationships, but at the same time I've learned I have to set up boundaries. Yes. And I think that that's so hard for type A entrepreneurs. It totally is. And earlier we were talking about this and I'm a big fan of Shafali Sabri, uh-huh, and conscious parenting. And bringing consciousness into our parenting style mm-hmm. and stopping to just think that why do i want my child to be like this or not be like this or why is this a rule in our family why is this not a rule in our family she just brings in so much consciousness and beauty and joy into parenting that you're going to love this journey of making bella your focus I am. Well, we are reaching our final moments. You are I so I have to end on a fashion note. Sure. You look so fabulous Thank and you. I love that you look at the past but also look towards the future. Do you have a past fashion icon and a current fashion icon that you can share with us? So my past is always forever. I love 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 Princess Diana. Aww. I'm the biggest fan and I know you're watching the crown right now. I'm watching oh, the crown. Sorry. It's such an interesting look at her. That's what I love about the crown is it gives you an emotional mm-hmm. behind the scenes. Not that it's true. They the the uh anarchy or the the royals Royal want family. you to know that it's not true. Yes. <laughs> it's inspired. But gosh, her journey. Yes. She looked like she had it all and we all want to grow up to be a princess, but yeah. It was hard. It was a yeah. lot of pain, but she always looked beautiful. She did. She did. 
And I think part of it was her authenticity. Yes. I love that she fought for her sons and yeah. to parent because that wasn't something that the, the yeah. monarchs did. No. They were quite be nice to dogs and horses and don't show love. And Ooh, she that. had the courage to, to show her emotions. Yes. But, yeah, so she was beautiful inside out. And she is a style icon that I will admire forever. Um, recently, uh, last few years, I like Olivia Palermo. Oh, And yes. I just like her sense of style and dressing. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm a little more classic in that respect. Uh, I'm not somebody who will embrace a trend for the sake of it being a trend. Yes. Well, I embraced a trend. Shout out to Sarah at Susan's Nails. I have the monochromatic. I'll be showing it on the story slip. So a cup, they're all different colors on the nails. And then I realized that I have this big photo shoot. <laughs> and you're doing blue. That's interesting because Bella chose that. But um, I'm doing a big photo shoot on uh, Monday for the Women of Distinction. And I realized, oh, my gosh, this is going to be recorded on a video. And I have nails that look like a teenager. So I might be hiding them in the video. Sorry about that, Tamara. But um, I do think, like, I love a classic jacket and then adding something whimsical. And I like how you layer things together. Well, we are always bringing new trends to you guys we come there's several ways you can connect with us other than just the podcast one o'clock mondays for facebook live wednesday the most hilarious day of the week wacky watch wednesday or we're wacky not the watches and of course thursday podcast and then we are having margaritas in the showroom but i want to tell all of you we're doing virtual appointments we're doing curbside we want you to feel safe whatever and we're making appointments so we make sure that there aren't too many people there but what i'm most excited about is our event with you on january 14th they can tune in live to the podcast at 10 o'clock you'll be speaking Brett Trapolino, who's my life coach, Bible study teacher, will also speak. And then we'll have a charity there. But tell us about who you're working with for January the, oh, that's the 21st, the Sky the High. No, it's the 30th of January. Oh, okay. Yes. And tell us about that event because people can give their handbags that yes. are slightly used. Gently used handbags or a very fine bottle of wine. And we're going to auction it, and it's a silent auction, and it's a fun event. It's a all-morning all event. There's a VIP section that happens at 9 or 9.30 in the morning, followed by a general admission section. And it's at the clinic. There are going to be, like, pop-up shopping stores there, and you can buy the bags that have been donated or really fine bottles of wine. But more importantly... Um, you know, I'm always drawn to charity, and I think maybe in 10 years from now, after I've opened my 150 Sydney clinics, that's all I'm going to focus on is family and charity and let my boys, you know, take care of what we've created. But the, our charity is called Breathe Easy, and my dream is to make Houston a blue zone. Yay! I want to help and you do that, girlfriend. You totally have to. I will. It's, I'm on it's, board. It's our city. It is our city. And, and we are a city with so much heart. And I believe we come together with different cultures in a way that other big cities don't. I've heard yeah. that from so many people. Because yeah. in Breathe Easy India, I had different goals depending on mm -hmm. what India needed. So COPD is one of the leading causes of death because women cook on open fires. And here I wanted to choose a cause that's, that's closer to my heart. And so we, when we made Breathe Easy USA, our new not-for-profit, we said this is the cause that we want to work on. And 
I always felt guilty that, you know, Sydney Clinic is for the privileged. It's for the people who have some resources or are so driven that they make health a priority and, and are willing to invest in their health. Yes. So what can I do to bring the same principles out of the clinic to the community? And I felt that this is the, the right vehicle for me to do it. So this is our first event. It's going to happen every year, and it's a Valentine's Day shopping event. It's a fun event. You come with your Valentine's, ship on, sip on some mimosas and shop for either fine wine or gently used bags. And, and the, the proceeds, proceeds go to Sky High Kids. Which is an amazing uh, Brittany Aver, who's a girlfriend of mine, who was a former podcast guest on my former podcast. She has raised, I think, a million dollars overall for pediatric cancer assistance. And I've been to her amazing holiday festivals at um, MD Anderson and given my book to the kids there. And my godchild, Scarlett, suffered with T-cell lymphoma when she was six, and now she is... 14. Big wow, shout out to Scarlett. Yeah. She um, had a birthday December 8th this week and healthy and wonderful. And um, so I know how hard it is for these kids that go through cancer. And I'm a huge supporter. And I love that you're incorporating the handbag. So I will be there to celebrate with you. If anybody wants to donate, let me know. I can get it to Sky High for them. You could come by the store and drop it off. And I'll look forward to seeing all of you at the clinic. Uh, between 1 and 4, Monday the 14th, and we'll be hearing more from you. And all of you guys, have a happy holiday season. And if you need help with gift giving, Danette and I are going to be at the store helping you. And I guess Robin and Eugene can help too. All right. Hugs, everybody. Bye.